1: Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. I'm your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez.
2: It was tough to wake up this morning and then I opened up the window and I got a fresh kind of breeze and I was like, man, review season, huh?
1: Yeah, review season is here. I had the same thing where yeah. I, I went to Starbucks like I usually do this morning, and I walked in, and I asked if they had it on their menu, and they're like, what do you what, – have what? What do you want? And I was like, you, you know, the special item, the seasonal item. Yeah. They're like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And I was like, is it not obvious? I'm asking for the review spice latte. And they're like, oh, no, we don't have that right now. And I was they're like, out. see, yeah. this is why, this why I don't go to Starbucks. This is why I don't go to Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your morning going? <laughs> it's
2: it's okay, blessing. I'm okay. I'm all right. You said you didn't get great sleep last time. What's going on? No, it was,
1: it was one of those ones where last Gus. night I fell asleep. It was, no, it wasn't Ghost. Thank God. <laughs> if it was Ghost, I'd be out of here. Uh, I was in bed by 10 p.m., which is... Uh-oh, he froze.
3: <laughs> you think his computer just
2: I, shit the bed or something? Do you think he just totally had a complete crash? It sounds like it, Kevin.
3: I mean, I, I kind of him. feel like he's still talking, and he doesn't realize that we're not there with him, which kind of bums me
2: out. The bad mo- ghost, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, for sure. We called it, dude. Yeah, the ghost heard him doubt the their presence.
3: That's sometimes. So this happens without uh, you, Andy. Like it's it's happened before, where it like freezes on me, um, like this, and it and it's, we're still it's comforting we're to have. Yeah, we're still alive. We're still going. Interesting. Okay. Um, and it's just funny because it's like. So it's a lot lonelier without you, man. I'm glad you're here with me.
2: I'm here, Kevin. I'm here with you, big dog. Chad, how are we doing? <laughs> First minute, huh? Too many reviews, I know. Exactly.
3: That's what happens, dude. Hard crash. He's acting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, So I guess we'll just continue the show without Blessing. Um, Blessing's computer full of snakes Kevin there's at least three, oh, all the way to the top three boa constrictors stuck in there just kind of you know oh. they, they're all around the cooler and everything like that Kevin oh, uh, he thought it was like one of the cooler tubes unfortunately but this is kind of funny games daily for Wednesday February the 2nd I am NOT blessing out of junior I am Andy Cortez twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez and today's stories include PlayStation making 10 live service games Dying Light like two reviews and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when you, we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosesteed.com, or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kinda funny one word on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite kevin you've been getting in that fortnite recently
3: uh i mean this weekend obviously but not not this last week i i'm i'm itching though i'm itching
2: yeah my weeklies to get to i i think i've definitely kind of felt the Maybe we overdid it and now I just need that. I need a bit of an extended break to get back into mm. it, Kevin.
3: Yeah, but I feel like next weekend, if it happens, like we'll stay up till 4 a.m. again. No problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was an
2: absolute disaster and I'd never loved it again. It.
3: Oh, but we will. You know it what was I mean? Great. We will. It was great.
2: A lot of wins, a lot of wins. To be a part of the show, huh? you can head to patreon.com slash kind of funny where Bronze <laughs> members are above. If you were live,
4: live when he went on a power outage, I saw the Slack. I thought it was
2: like before you went live. I was like, oh, I'm I'm we're live, live. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: maybe, maybe then Andy, I shouldn't have Googled for the Thanos gift before I came to join the party.
2: <laughs> did
4: you snap him out of existence? What'd you do? I did the final do-it-myself thing.
2: Oh, it when gotcha. He out, when he's out of commission, so gotcha. I gotcha. I'm on so the so last see? part of the of the of the stories right here, Greg. Um Just where, where we do the. To be a part of the show, head to patreoncom slash games where bronze members or above get to ride in, or and silver members does or above Why he say it like that? He write. does say it like he that. He really, God, really God. accentuates it. He gets the get all the time. It attacks it. It hits a frequency that kind of it. It I need it's the startling. I need in the morning, Greg. I kind of like wow,
4: this I feel feels. He's driving his car, yeah. his coffee. It's
2: like when someone like it's going to pretend to hit you. You know what I mean? I get yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, and we, you get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show. Greg, you could take housekeeping or I can take it if you need a warm-up. Warm, oh, the warm chat up is
4: saying, I'm watching the chat right now and they are, the Lou 55 says, let Andy host. I
2: say, you take it. I'll be your side saddle today. Housekeeping. You smell that? <laughs> it's the smell it's the smell of review season a new kind of funny games cast is up right now and it's our dying Light to review Greg Mike Janet and Blessing have all played it and they have a lot to say about it they dive into their deep thoughts and also give early impressions of Pokemon Legends Arceus as well Arceus okay I'm sorry everybody that's available right now on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around I can't stamp with my left finger what's up with that Greg
4: really
3: that's yeah,
2: why, okay, well, that's my right. Yeah, my left I is way
4: weaker.
3: Very weak. weak. My right too. Right mean. there, my left's right there, guys. and
2: yeah, I, I just Kevin, I think I have like years to make up with all of the snaps I've done on my right finger. Right, you know what I mean? Right, like right, I'm right. way behind. I'm decades behind on my left. Yeah, finger. that's anyway, why I switch can- off. That's why I switch off. You can get that on podcast services around the globe. Speaking of review season, pay attention to the cast feed. Episodes could drop at any moment in the next few weeks because of embargoes, because of all the secret stuff we're working on in the background. So stay so vigilant for all those upcoming game reviews. Thank you to our Patreon producers. Gordon McGuire, oh. James Davis Makes, <laughs> Pranksy, Manny the Bagel Boy Sanchez. <laughs> he's That's a man, for the really? kind of funny podcast yeah wow yeah oh my god and blackjack people don't understand why i'm so excited about that if, if you, you haven't watched the kind the of funny,
4: funny podcast ladies and gentlemen go watch the most recent one the lollipop episode get through andy suck on a lollipop I'm sorry entire- everybody <laughs> Go find out where you can go support uh, Manny, the Bagel Boy Sanchez. If you are out in the New York area, you need to go support Manny, one of the kind of funny best friends who's about to welcome his first child and owns a bagel rest- restaurant. Yeah.
2: What, was the first talk we got of Manny in the post-show for the prior episode? No, or no, was it was that- the main show of the prior episode. There's been two episodes back-to-back Manny. Wow. Thank you, you know, for Manny,
4: And Manny the Bagel that. Boy was like, I guess with all this free promotion you've given my bagel shop, I should probably support you.
2: Very, very cool. Thank you, Manny the Bagel Boy, Sanchez, and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by DoorDash, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and for what forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some <laughs> news. <laughs> Greg, we
3: have eight
2: stories today.
3: A baker's dozen.
2: PlayStation is planning to launch more than 10 live service games by 2026. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. PlayStation plans to release more than 10 live service games by March 2026, a feat that will be helped by its acquisition of Bungie. Speaking during Sony's latest earnings call, CFO Hiroki Totoki said... Through close collaboration with Bungie and the PlayStation Studios, we aim to launch more than 10 live service games by the fiscal year ending March 31st, 2026. Live service games are games that are, uh, I thought we were just going to straight up get a definition to it. We sure are. Uh, We're getting their (laughs) games that get updates with new content over time, often making the majority of their money through in-game purchases rather than initial sales. Totoki pointed to a huge jump in revenue from these kinds of games as part of the reason for Sony pursuing the model. From calendar year 2014 to calendar year 2021, the size of a global game content market doubled, driven by add-on content revenue from live game services, which grew at an average annual rate of 15% during this period. We expect this trend to continue going forward. Budgie's early investment into live game services... Into live service games with and with the launch of Destiny in 2014, a lot. of God, it was 2014. Are you kidding me?
4: Isn't doesn't that sound ridiculous? That's eight
2: years. Someone made the joke yesterday when
4: we were talking. I think it might have been Jeffy Grub Grub somebody on Twitter about the fact that we are eight years into Destiny's ten year plan, and that. I remember in not even 2014, I guess what, uh, you're wrong if you want to give me the actual date, but like what, 2012, 2011, when Destiny leaked because of everything that leaked and IGN reported on it, yada, 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 and I remember reading that that they had a 10-year plan for it,
2: and everybody's like, no fucking way. There's no way you're going to make this into a 10-year thing. Oh, my goodness. What's the next 10 years, Greg? Anyway, we'll get back into it. Sorry about that.
4: Oh no. <laughs> oh, no, that's what
2: you say. <laughs> <laughs> I read it feels like it's been 20 years. Game. <laughs> A wealth of experience and superb technology in the space, Totoki said, uh, Sony sees the major asset in acquiring the studio. The strategic significance of this acquisition lies not only in obtaining the highly successful Destiny franchise, as well as major new IP that Bungie is currently developing, explained to but also in incorporating into the Sony group the expertise and technologies that Bungie has developed in the live game services space. We intend to utilize these strengths when developing game IP at PlayStation Studios as we expand into the live game services area. Greg Miller, that's a lot of live service games between now and 2026 of March, uh, specifically. What franchises do we think are gonna be the ones that are actually heading over to that live game service? Well, that's the
4: thing is, like, I think, you know...
2: PSL of you, XOXO available right now.
4: Uh, we went through, obviously, the ripples of the uh, Bungie announcement that they were being purchased by PlayStation. And, you know, one of the things I put on, I titled the episode, was that you know bungie's going to revolutionize playstation and it was really based off this jim ryan from playstation pete parsons from bungie interview at GamesIndustry.biz, in which jim ryan goes into detail and and honestly i think especially for jim ryan who is very corporate speak uh speaks very plainly in terms of like hey you see we're going multi-platform you've already seen us do that as playstation uh PlayStation is known for single-player, you know, high-end AAA experiences. Uh, Bungie's known for multiplayer. We want to get in that. We want to integrate that in. And even though apparently he didn't pay his power bill, so you can sit there and question how much Blessing knows about electricity. What I do know is that Blessing put up a great Twitter thread, right? And and he did it right after that uh, uh, Games uh, games Industry at Biz article went up and before, PS, I love you. And he said, in regards to being aggressive about live services, and he listed this. Insomniac is hired for a multiplayer project. Same with Sucker Punch. He's linking to different articles, by the way. Same with Sucker Punch. Naughty Dog. PlayStation partners with X treyarch devs on a game that will probably be a multiplayer shooter. Firewalk is making a AAA multiplayer IP for PlayStation. Now, you can go over there. You can grab into what's going on with Bungie. Of course, yes, Destiny 2 continues, but they talked about this new IP they have. They're doing one. And then you assume. Blessing's not here. Neither is Sancho West, but I'll look around for him. Last of Us factions is out there. Blasphemous factions in some regard or whatever they're going to call it. I doubt it.
2: Highly doubt
4: it. Too bad. They've already said multiple (laughs) times. Once you say you can't cancel it, everybody knows that. That's out there as well. And I think, you know, a little boy. It's gonna be long gone in the chat now, but a little boy uh, named Anthony Carboni uh, that went by in the chat earlier, and he said, "quote There's so much money in live services," end quote. Says everyone looking at reports from before there were many live services because, of course, we I mean we made a joke about Avengers at the top of it, right? Of like live service for a long time was the thing was the loot box, right? It was the multiplayer shooter, it was the battle royale, it was something everyone ran to expecting to make a buck on, and found out it was hard. However, I think this is different different. different and why i think this is different is i think you can look at something like sucker Punch's uh ghost of tsushima legends a mode that nobody was expecting that dropped that you know uh got a fan base people really loved it you know they supported with the raid then they put out more content when they put out the director's cut for a ps5 of ghost and i think if we start thinking of sony first parties making live services like that it gets a bit more interesting and not as hey Um, sony bend is going to make the next destiny that's not going to happen you're not going to get something that big you're going to get more i would think smaller things like this that are games with a purpose factions you know for as much as people uh love it if you missed it on the first last of us right is a smaller multiplayer mode like there's a lot to it it goes on really long that's why i didn't like it that much but like it isn't meant to be you play it endless like Warzone, right andy
2: yeah i think that makes a lot of sense making the smarter plays of not trying to do the next 10 year plan game, as opposed to making the game and being realistic and understanding that yeah, people are loving this uh, Ghost of Tsushima legend, legends right now, but we understand that it's probably not going to last for the next eight years based on the content that we're putting out for right now. How can we kind of have these smaller, yeah. more condensed experiences? I think and that's Andy, definitely I would the right say, play.
4: Why do you think they would need more smaller, condensed periods uh, experiences? Games that could end quicker. Could it be because PlayStation Spartacus will need content in the way Xbox Game Pass needs content, and maybe wow. not every
2: game needs to be something you play for
4: four hundred hours?
2: This guy's thinking in 4D right now. This what guy, do Greg here. Miller. what I do over here? Are you on the board? How do you, how do you know all this stuff? You know, I don't wanna, so. I'd rather not reveal my sources. Oh, okay. Now,
4: Blessing confirms his power is out until 1.30. Awesome. First Hell off, yeah. I've never gotten that kind of report from anybody. That, you know what I mean? PGD has never given me something that specific. So I need to know <laughs> what is, what's happening. What, is somebody speed running Banjo-Kazooie or some shit today? Is that what he's trying to stay home and watch?
2: I wonder what Haim was doing in that room. <laughs> to make the power just explode you know what i mean Well, he's got like an iron man heart now right so he's probably over there working on an arc reactor he's got all the stuff oh, that's going so on true. that's so damn <laughs> true anyway this is all interesting stuff and i'm excited to see exactly what sort of titles make that jump over and whether wh- the amount of substance we'll see is the thing that i'm interested so, in most do you played legends didn't you yeah i really loved like legends did you yeah right do you are you down for that like that this
4: is one of the things we started talking about psn love you and i think it's uh, bled into maybe a post show or in a different show here or there like a smaller experience i know you love a good multiplayer thing i know you love you know you're out there war zone clicking heads as the kids say on twitch.tv mm-hmm. slash andy cortez uh are you fine with smaller experiences that would be something akin to and i'm not this isn't what the game i'm pitching but akin to how, i think how we all played aliens fireteam elite for like three days a week or whatever where i was like this is fun and like this is the the thing i'm about is like i feel like games pass and what games like this could be they remind me of blockbuster when you'd go and rent a game for a weekend for a sleepover and you'd have fun with it but you didn't put in your whole you know at the time 50 bucks or whatever so you didn't feel like you had the same expectations
2: yeah those games that were maybe somebody's Maybe the average person will put in two dollars, but you get the whale who's going to put in 130 bucks. And that kind of happens every once in a while. I'm totally down for those experiences. But that's also just due to my nature of just getting super hyper focused on one thing for at least three days and then quickly growing tired of it. I feel like that's kind of my M.O. with a lot of multiplayer games. And it's never a, a, you know, I feel like people will say, oh, Andy stopped playing that game super fast. It must not be good. No, I just moved on to another game. That's just kind of how I work with video games. So I'm super down for those more, uh, again, experiences that are really uh, full of substance and good gameplay and a great experience, but I don't need to be there for a 10-year plan because I won't (laughs) be there for a 10-year plan. Uh, And I think a lot of that also just comes from the fear of getting left behind in a lot of these games as well. Sure. And I think that can happen pretty easily with a game like Destiny Two, which I feel like 100%. I think about once a week. Sh- should I go back this week with this next expansion? And then I see a tweet from somebody saying, Holy shit, I'm lost in Destiny Two. And I go, Nah, I'm good. I'm it's probably a good job, right? That yeah. that's
4: I, you can I you know, Destiny Two, me and Barrett tried to do it and we were like, All right, cool. And we got in there and it was like, What are all right, this is the cool thing, and then that New wasn't currencies. free. So we need to buy <laughs> like, all right, we're out it and it's the same thing, you know, not even to uh uh, uh you know attack destiny 2 for some reason like it's the same thing for me like i have what more than 900 hours in D- into dc universe online and when i try to come back for an anniversary event when i it's just like over i'm like what is going on where where are the armors i should be buying what is happening and then i i bounce
2: off because it's overwhelming the whole place changed currency. They you no longer use the old things that you used to 100% use. 100 that happens all the
4: time. I and mean, the marketplace is all jacked
2: up. They got exobytes everywhere. I don't know what's happening. Well, I expect a couple of tweets from Gino and from Alex O'Neill to tell you to get back in. Oh no, Gino's all about Final Fantasy 14. Alex O'Neill be the one to get mad at you and say it's not that tough. Let me actually, you know, it's just, it's, break just, it but down. But it's like for I
4: want to jump in and have fun with the game,
2: and I think that's why
4: these shorter experiences work to some extent, right? Whereas I I do feel like something like let's say Back for Blood, which I missed right uh benjamin had the nerve to be born like right at the release <laughs> date
2: the nerve of this but, guy
4: you know what i mean everything's got to revolve around him this kid every time he makes me wipe his bottom i'm like this isn't about you all the time you know what i mean do something for yourself yeah uh but i missed that boat but when they drop dlc or there's some anniversary event or whatever that's the kind of game i can drop back in and we're gonna be fine with okay run and kill things it doesn't matter and maybe it'll be even better it's similar to what happened with world war z where we played that here and there but then when they did that bigger update and we dropped in it was like okay cool i understand what's happening
2: Over the weekend, I put in uh, even more time into Rainbow Six Extraction, and I want to get back in there. And I want to, I'm like raid ready, whatever this raid is that they have, the level 16, whatever the incursion. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know like I know what the title is, Greg. But I'm excited for that. And I think I put in enough time into Rainbow Six Extraction to do the final thing and then say, all right, later, Rainbow Six Extraction, I'll see you for whatever the next big update is or... I'll, the next Ubisoft game I'll probably play is likely going to be whatever they come out with the Division. Because um, I'll be right there with you, Greg. I'll be Let's clicking hands with you. Let's there go. better be cross-play. I, be, uh, I can't wait to experience another Division game with you, Greg. Do it be some fun. great times.
4: Enough of story number one.
2: for DLC, too. Or wait, for what?
4: Uh, Division 2. Still getting Division 2 content at some point. Remember, that really? got pushed. That was supposed to be last year because the the surge they saw at the end of Warlords for New York. And they're like, like, we'll make more. And
2: they're like, all right, cool. It's taking longer. So it'll be, I think they actually said February. Maybe they said spring, but I thought they said February. I was going to move on to the, to the next story, but did you ever finish that raid? Uh, the first one? Yeah. Yeah, we did the first one.
4: Oh, wow. That one okay. we. I think we did it. I only ever did it on easy mode or whatever. You know, not. I didn't do it on normal. Whatever the one they put in that was like not casual, but like it was uh, like, insulting because it was so impossible to play. But yes, I did do it <laughs> get <together> trophy.
2: <laughs> story number two. Speaking of PlayStation, PS5 sales fall behind PS4's pace due to semiconductor shortage. This comes from Jeff Grubb. At GamesBeat.com, yeah, y'all may have heard of him. Sony shipped 3.9 million PlayStation 5 consoles during its fiscal quarter three. That brings the company's total to 17.3 million PS5s shipped as the end uh, at the end of 2021. While that is another strong number for one of the fastest selling consoles ever, it is down to the 4.5 million Sony shipped during the same period last year. Sony told investors that this shortcoming is due to supply chain disruptions and component shortages. The company also expects these uh, these issues to continue. An easy way to understand the detrimental effects of the shortage is to compare the PS5s to ps 4 by most measures, the demand for the PS5 is equal to or greater than that of the PS4 at this same time in its life cycle. But Sony has managed to ship 20.2 PS4s during the same time frame. Mm-hmm. Again, this has nothing to do with an inability to sell the PS5s and has everything to do with an inability to source key components to make PS5s. During Q4 of 2014, Sony sold six point four million PS4s. And we have a little chart here from uh Daniel Ahmad or Chuge EX on Twitter, which y'all I'm sure see on Twitter quite a bit next to 9 billion and Wario64. Um Kevin, can you bring up this chart that's in the document uh, it's, been,
3: it's been up for most
2: of the oh time man you got it, you got it kevin you're all yeah. over it big dog uh the playstation 5 is sold in uh 17.3 million units as of december 31st 2021 i feel like a lot of this news isn't too surprising greg i think we knew playstation is going to sell as many as they can uh possible if they have sure. the product to actually sell that's we knew that was always going to be sort of the barrier for sony trying to break uh, any sort of records that the ps4 did i'm not too surprised by a lot of this news greg
4: it's not surprising it's more heartbreaking i think especially when you look at the, cha- the chat the chat when you look at the chart here right In the fact that even in the midst of this semi uh, conductor shortage right and the pandemic and everything else ps5 and P- sony at that point were able to keep com- com- comparable to the playstation 4 numbers right you see all these things where even when they fall behind in q2 and q3 it's minimal it's not that bad But then you look at Q4 here and bam, just this runaway thing of like what could have been. And I know... Obviously, you know, I was gonna say nobody's carrying water for PlayStation. I know so many people on the internet would tell you the other thing for Greg Miller, but I think more interesting about this is like it sucks for PlayStation and it does suck for gamers because I do think that this happening means you will see more of the cross-gen games. You'll see more things that are all right, cool. It's PlayStation Four and it is PlayStation Five. We're gonna be we we were on the fence about doing it. Now we are gonna do it, which of course doesn't mean the PS5 version is gonna suck. It'll still have fast travel or yeah, uh, you know, instant saves and all that jazz. But it does mean that. They aren't going full bore on the PlayStation Five, which is great if you don't have a PlayStation Five. But then if you do have a PlayStation Five, like we have this weird generation that when we look back at the history, I think you're going to see that it was stunted in the way that it just didn't get. It was doing so well, people want these units, but they couldn't get them. So then games had to like you know counterbalance that by making games that still could be played on PlayStation Four, could be played on
2: well Xbox, play anywhere. I'd be so interested to actually get a list of games that were maybe meant to only be ps5 Mm -hmm. and meant to only be played on the the latest console and then maybe early on in production kind of getting the news of hey bad ish news we're gonna have to scale back for the ps4 as well and mostly because there's just there's a lot of units out there for sale as well that's that's a big positive for them as well um yeah, this reminds me, Greg, th- that big star team injuries all over the place. And you're like, wow, they were They're keeping pace. It wasn't their year, Greg. Wasn't their year. Poor Sony. Really yeah. got to feel bad for him at this point. As they yeah, pick up their I- that- $100,000 bills and get their tears off them. I know. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, The what-ifs are always kind of the thing that interests me in this industry. Um, for sure. Because I'd-, I'd love to know if at any point God of War Ragnarok was meant to be a PS5 game. I feel mm-hmm. like maybe that is uh these things take time to develop and obviously i think they may have been able to see this news coming uh for quite some time so i don't think it's as reactionary as we might think but still there's going to be yeah but i still think i think there's conversations happening now where i would have been
4: interested to see for playstation studios when did they have the conversation about all right cool Let's just say, for argument's sake, God of War Ragnarok—the last game that'll be cross-gen. From there, we'll move. We'll move on, and then as this is continued to go, maybe that line has started to slide out a bit more.
2: Yeah, agreed. Agreed, Greg. Agree uh, with you story number three: a break from sales. The Dying Light 2 review roundup. <laughs> That's a zombie. You, I did a internet? zombie you. Oh, I thought you had an internet.
4: Issue no, in no, no, no. I'm not like plus. Got it, got it. Who's in the uh, chat? He's like, I'm gonna make the t- I'm gonna put the 10 games on Twitter. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? What the hell? The you gotta do okay, 5G yeah. enough to be on the show. You can't come in here. And host the show? I gotta come in this. <laughs> uh this is
2: uh th- this story was put up by Blessing and he kind of gathered all the scores and everything. Um right now, Dying Light 2 is sitting at a Metacritic of 79 and Open Critic of 74. We have a couple of review, quick uh, little quips here from different writers. This is from Travis Northup on IGN, who gave Dying Light 2 a seven out of 10, says, another in the long series of big ambitious games whose potential greatness is visible just beneath the grimy layer of bugs. Dying Light 2 Stay Human could very likely become the, stel- the stellar zombie survival adventure it's meant to be someday. For now though, it's best added add it to your backlog unless your irritation with crashes and technical issues is outweighed by eagerness to dance across rooftops with its excellent parkour, which, when everything works, is an unforgettable way to explore the last city's city's open world and join in the post-apocalyptic stories of its many weird and distinctive characters. No patch can fix a forgettable main plot, or the protagonist I couldn't pick out of a police lineup even after 80 <laughs> hours in his shoes. But Dying Light 2's streets tell their own stories. And we have a little video up right now that Kevin is showing on our TikTok. A little review you did, Greg. I saw that. Very, That's very right, cool yeah. stuff. Yeah. You. Um, and like, you kind of watch uh, it
4: and like it and click the button and do the thing and leave a comment and all that jazz. You
2: seem to agree with a lot of the main sort of story issues that I know. Oh, 100%. I think, you know, of
4: course, right, the, you know, we're doing a new thing with TikTok where we're putting up, uh, obviously, tiktoks on uh at kind of funny games so go check those out but with reviews we're trying to put up you know these 40 second reviews that then you know tell you to go listen to the gamescast which is available right now where you can get a long long discussion between uh me snowbike mike janet blessing and tim hosting about dying light 2 and yeah travis's review on IGN woke up this morning and i i, I love review embargoes andy to pop up and be like are, are we crazy you know what I mean? Like, it's always that thing of like, did people get the same experience out of this game? Do I agree with how other things are going? So, I read Travis at IGN. I read GameSpots too, and the uh, name escapes me on who wrote GameSpots. But it, they're all echoing the same stuff we talk about in the review and what I'm talking about in the video you're watching, where Dying Light 2 is a ton of fun. The parkour is amazing. It is awesome. I, we're, I'm streaming Dying Light 2 here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games after this episode. Get it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. And it is a great, fun game to play. The problem is that my main problem with it is that the story is garbage. Like, and it ends super, it does not pay off in the end. And it's just a goofy ass ending that is like, okay, whatever. Uh, And you might say, well, you know, do we care about story? It's an RPG. It's an open world RPG. Like, that's a place i do care about stories i want to be motivated by the quest i'm going on and the characters i'm with and especially for a game like dying light that does so much with choice there are a lot of small choices there are some big choices in the game and the fact that the story isn't good and the characters don't feel great means that i don't really care about any of the choices i'm making like i wrote them all down for the review and for a spoiler cast i think we're gonna do on ps i love you's post show this next week and it was that thing of like reading through them like I don't even remember who this character was. Like, why <laughs> did I pick this guy over that guy? Because it's all just this, like, you know, palette of, like, blah. Now, on top of that, there are a bunch of bugs. I had bugs primarily, if not only, in the the final hour where it's like, all right, cool, you're going into the end game here. Like, are you sure you want to go? Once we did that, I had a, a bunch of bugs with the final boss fight. Blessing had way more bugs than me. I guess I had a, a save bug like Blessing did too, but they, they saved it. They patched out. Blessing had bugs there. He had bugs at the end. Mike had bugs on his Xbox throughout. Like, and most of the reviews are talking about the number of bugs they've run into. Uh, I put up a tweet right before this went live. The show uh, we got an email from uh, PR for Techland that was thanking everybody. Like, it's you know, a general email. Of, like, thanks for you know reviewing the game or going on the journey. Just a heads up. You know, obviously we've seen the reviews. We've seen the problems people have with the bugs. We wanted to point out all the stuff that's going to be in the day one patch. And they have this laundry list of day one patch updates that are going to be in this thing. And so, like, they know it, too, of, like, that's what's happening. So, yeah, I I line up with the IGN 7, the GameSpot 6. I thought those were right in there. I do recommend it. I think it's a great time. Like, we're about to go play it after this. And, you know, I
2: enjoy playing it, but you have to set your expectations for what you're getting out of it. Gotcha. And on the more positive side of reviews we have a a quick little review roundup here from andrew reiner a game informer who gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, says Dying Light 2 is an engaging journey of discovery and gaining power. Almost everything you do embraces those dynamics. In evolving beyond the first game's offerings, putting a stronger emphasis on the characters helps shape the world in meaningful ways. Some of Aiden's choices are difficult, especially those surrounding a character named Lawan, who is given a hell of a pulse by Rosario Daw- Dawson. And you kind of agreed with that. You said that her performance was She's really stand good. But Rosario is that. a standout for sure. Clerks 2 is Rosario Dawson. Oh, right. That's right. I forgot. forgot that. Not as good as Lord of the Rings. I can't say enough great things where his and her story goes. I I adored almost every second of this game and see myself often revisiting it as Techland has announced at least five years of DLC is on the way. That's a wonderful promise to hear when starting a new game that has turned out this well. (laughs) banana, banana. <laughs> why did it end with that
4: <laughs> I didn't read the Andrew Reiner uh, thing I don't know why no it says no banana
2: no that's you. definitely that,
3: that's a me thing I just wanted to see if he'd read it or not <laughs> I was wondering I, was like, <laughs> I thought maybe it was like a joke he had made maybe it made banana jokes in the article or something no, no, or it was an emoji no, or
4: whatever
0: no, no. I uh, forgot, like, Andrew you. Reiner
4: I love and respect i think you know and i haven't read his whole review so nine five seems so high for me for the game i played uh there but i do enjoy this game what i do think uh really worth pointing out here is that techland has announced at least five years of dlcs on the way i don't i didn't know that off the top of my head Uh, i know that techland of course supported the first dying light for five years so one of the things i talk about in the review is the fact that you know if we're going to get hung up on bugs that's one thing that was going to get past this is going to be that it'll be interesting what this game evolves into and again as somebody who enjoys playing it so much i definitely can see this being that they drop a new island they drop some new quests that i'd want to get back in there and go for it my my hope is that you know when review season here clears uh, i can double back and look at it and the platinum i don't know about because they got a couple trophies at the end and they're like get these collectibles and oh. it's like There were a lot of collectibles and I would not put it past that. At least one of them is in a place I can't get back to and I'm not going to replay to go get them. So we'll see, but it's still fun. I can't wait to play it with uh, Mike here afterwards. Not with him, but you know,
2: but meteorologists have been, you know, forecasting that review season won't be done for a long time. It's going to be a longer one this, this time of year. For some reason, I hear it's lasting until August or so. Uh, Remember you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors.
0: This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. If you've been listening to any kind of funny podcast, you know that we absolutely love using DoorDash. It's so great. It's so simple to just be able to order whatever food we want and then have it delivered right to our house, along with the restaurants you love. You can now get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. You can get some drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. Uh, With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos. We're always talking about Volcano Curry in San Francisco, of course. Uh, Ordering is easy, and your items will be left outside. Your door when you choose contactless delivery drop off, whether it is the local favorites or the nationwide chains like things like Popeyes, Cheesecake Factory, all of that. For a limited time, y'all can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code KINDA. Funny, that's 25% off up to a ten dollar value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code KINDA funny Don't forget, that's code kinda funny for 25% off your first order with DoorDash, subject to change. Terms apply.
2: We have breaking news, Greg Miller. That I didn't know about that. You posted a little link in here in our document. Breaking news, Ghostwire Tokyo. They're having a February 2022 official showcase premiering tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time. The game is releasing on March 25th, and uh, there's a YouTube video that I'm assuming is a little kind of teaser for this? Or No,
4: so what happened is this is, yeah, this came from, uh, again, uh, Blessing can't be on the show, apparently, but he can read Twitter and put Wario64 tweets into uh, oh, Kind of Funny Games bad. Daily. So there's no blog post up, which I think is interesting, because usually you time these out with it, but there is the YouTube video, the YouTube premiere, where it's counting down mm. to premiere in 27 hours right now in the official PlayStation channel. Uh, so that's super exciting. I, I often forget. That Ghostwire Tokyo is coming up, Andy.
2: That I mean for it to be that soon. I I didn't m- ever think that it would be a February or a March early spring type game. It seems like a game that's going to keep on getting delayed until, you know, 2023 <laughs> we forget or something about like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's the game that I think we, you know, it, there was a lot of promise there for me and I think some of the more recent things that they showed kind of dropped me. I kind of lost interest, turn, but What I, was
4: the turn off, you think?
2: I I is I don't I don't know. Yeah, maybe just the gameplay. I liked more of the sort of mystery. And now this is kind of a horror. I was gonna say you're, not a, you're not a
4: scary game guy, and that's kind of seems what this is.
2: Usually not, but there's. I feel like a lot of the vibes of it reminded me of Control. The sort of weirdness, psychological sure. okay. type of stuff, really kind of uh, gets me excited for it. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that it's. I'm hoping it's got a lot of those sort of weird hooks, visually and story wise, that that'll bring me in. Um, but ultimately I'm really not that type of gamer Greg I get way too scared dude
4: you can't do it you can't do it you can't hang I understand it's not your it's not your jam I don't understand how you have the stomach for it I love being scared you know what I mean it reminds me I'm alive Who are you gonna point out right now in chat? Were you gonna
2: point out somebody in chat?
4: No, no, I'm. Pay- I'm, I'm. I was gonna make a comment to you of like how you, you you're. It doesn't make sense. I was look, I was looking at the gameplay from it. I was gonna make some kind of joke on how you walk around doing this a lot because you know that's how oh. you, you play this game. There's a lot of this and stuff in this. I and that's the thing is I, I think, you know, I'm right now. I'm watching the PlayStation trailer, uh, PlayStation Showcase 2021, uh, Hanya uh, official gameplay trailer or whatever. Uh, and it's that idea of like. It doesn't look, I don't know what we expected it to look like when we first saw it, remember? Because it was that everybody's walking around Tokyo and then they were gone, right? Remember, it was just the Shiba or whatever. And it was like, oh, what's going on? This one looks not weird, but it looks more fantastical than I was expecting. And I, I like it. It looks like you're fighting ghosts and stuff, which would make sense with Ghost Wire or whatever, but I'm, extra, I'm, I'm still interested to see it. It does look like, it gives me Fatal Frame vibes, which I liked a lot.
2: It gave me, um, what's the game that you, and, or, or the Blessing really wanted to come back? um eternal darkness yeah it gave me those yeah. type of vibes just like very very psychological weird stuff a show that would be on hbo that you're like in episode five you're like i don't know what's going on in this show yet yeah, like i have no that idea is what very the hell's happening. that is very apt andy yeah, i could see that next story this is uh we're back to sales stories this is from um marie how do how do i pronounce his last name right here greg this is from oh this is marie de la D'A... De Lasandre, right? De, La, De, De, LaSandre. De LaSandre? Damn it. Marie I've, D. I I've,
4: I've said Marie's last name a million times, but you I have to psych myself up for it cuz you know I'm a big moron.
2: Marie D from game uh game industry biz. Uh this is says EA says Battlefield 2042 sales were disappointing during EA's earning call for quarter, quarter 3 of fiscal year 2022. CEO Andrew Wilson touched upon Battlefield 2042's disappointing sales. In its quarterly results report, EA initially gave very few details about the title's performance, but during the call, Wilson admitted it was a tough launch. We did have a challenge in Q3 as the launch of Battlefield 2042 did not meet expectations, he said. Battlefield 2042 was always an ambitious game, and our teams pushed to innovate across many dimensions including massive scale and 128-player matches, new modes, new dynamic gameplay, and more. Developing this game with our teams working from home for nearly two years ultimately proved to be challenging. He pointed out unanticipated performance issues with the title as well as design decisions, which did not resonate with everyone. Battlefield 2042 will continue to be updated in the weeks ahead, Wilson continued, adding that its first, per- its first season of live content is being pushed back to early summer 2022. CFO Blake Jorgensen mentioned a tough Battlefield launch as well, also deeming its sales disappointing. We're committed to turning Battlefield around and building a sustainable live service. Even if some of the actions we're taking, like moving the first season into fiscal year 2023, impact net bookings in the short term. Greg Miller, are we I surprised by net, any of this? I hate net bookings in the short term, Andy. Oh, it drives God. me crazy. You've been watching Succession too, huh? I finally yeah. finished it, Greg. <laughs> I and, um, my gosh, my my annoyance when I realized that there was only nine episodes in season three. Yeah. Where's where's episode ten? What are we doing here? Anyway, I'm not surprised by any of this news, Greg. Uh, I think we sort of saw a lot of this coming. We um I, I think do we back... see it coming when we hated Battlefield? <laughs> was that was that I, the <laughs> giveaway? <laughs> well, I think back to my first preview session. Uh when we couldn't even really get into the game because there was a big Amazon uh, online web services outage. And we couldn't really even test it out, unfortunately, for Battlefield. Uh, but at the time, we just thought it was an issue with the game. And it's me and Snowback Mike, and we're with Bruce Green, who has got to be the world's biggest Battlefield fan of all time. And Bruce is like, no, 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 what you all need to understand is this game's going to be broken for about two and a half to three years. And then it'll get really, really good. But this is just what Battlefield does. Like, I'm used to this. I'm the biggest fan, and I understand this is kind of how the games go. And that was a big a bummer to me. That was a, that was <laughs> Why a be pretty a fan big, of that, Bruce? That, that was a pretty Why big bummer me. Why a fan of that, Bruce, and have never played Uncharted, any of them?
4: Are you kidding me? Wait, what? Oh, wait, he did, though. Didn't he? He just it? did it. Yeah, he just did it, like, two weeks ago, where he did a 24-hour right. stream or whatever, where he had never played Didn't any like Uncharted, him? so he started there yeah but i mean he's exhausted he's trying to shove them all into this 24-hour thing you know what i mean i I, I, I rated him he said that you were berating him in the chat i'm berating him right now because that's the thing is like you know not only had he never played an uncharted he then put it he then put it onto his audience and said all right you know maybe i'll play through all of them if you pay me money you know what i mean and then when it was done he goes i'm going on vacation with autumn and then they just went away you know
2: what i mean no fanfare no review you, know I mean? you hear about like all that. these
4: crypto bros you know fleecing people out of money for nfts who's gonna call who's gonna blow the whistle on uh, bruce everybody blow the whistle on bruce green all right where did all that twitch money for uncharted go to uh, hawaii <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude,
2: weird that man. you're trying to get to the bottom of this <laughs> really, really, really awesome. financial records <laughs> what's up kev
3: I said, don't be this person, Craig.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't call him out. What are we doing right now? Anyway, yeah, uh, a lot of this news is not super surprising. We saw the way it launched. We saw that they were missing features, like having a scoreboard, which was, like, something I couldn't even fathom, that you couldn't hit tab to check out what the score was and how many kills you had and, like, in-game stats at certain moments. It It was just kind of bizarre that there was a lot of, like, just common things missing that they said we're looking to add some of those things later into the game so i'm not super surprised by it i i was always going to be down on battlefield 42 just based on what the gameplay is it's always felt uh inconsequential i've never feel like i have really a stake in what's happening i'm kind of just i've always mentioned that it feels like the pregame lobby for warzone where i just drop in and I'm waiting to enter a match in two minutes, and I'm just shooting shit. None of this
4: matters. You're not really trying super it's hard. Just, I,
2: yeah, I just don't really feel like... I, I'm more of the like, 4v4 type of, of player where I feel like what I do actually dictates how the match is going to go. So I, it, it's never really been the game for me anyway, but I, um, I understand that a lot of Battlefield hardcore fans were obviously pretty disappointed with it as well. Story number five. More breaking news from Greg Miller.
4: If this is from, also from Blessing at AOA Junior, so shout out to him.
2: Man, he's killing it out there. Good job to Maybe
4: we should just not have... He's doing his best work with no power. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if you know, ladies and gentlemen. Spider-Man. But again,
2: take away the God. suit. Take away. If, if you're nothing without a suit, you don't deserve it. Little Robert Downey Jr. pressure. You. you nailed that. I'm sorry. Back Thank to you. the news. Uh, this is breaking news. Suicide Squad video game is delayed until 2023. This comes from jason schreier who predicted this in the games cast didn't somebody Greg miller shut up i don't i don't, I don't think it was
4: my full-blown prediction i think when we were, we were talking about the fact of like gotham knights versus suicide squad and somebody was like i think suicide squad is gonna hop in front of gotham knights i was like i don't think so at all oh i think i think barrett said that i th- Good job, Barrett,
2: or bad job, Barrett? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? We'll decide in January. We'll figure out who was right. Doesn't matter. Okay, gotcha. We'll see. We'll see how many points get removed in 2024. Is what I'm most excited about. Warner Media has quietly delayed a video game based on the Suicide Squad comic books until 2023, according to people familiar with its development. Several other big video game projects from Warner Brothers have also been pushed back. Titles based on Harry Potter. Batman and a Lego version of Star Wars were all planned for 2021, but slipped into this, but slipped into this year due to production problems caused by the pandemic and other development challenges. Warner Bros. had originally said that the Suicide Squad game, which features a crew of comic book anti-heroes battling against brainwashed superheroes like Superman, would also be out in 2022. It feels weird to say Warner Bros. Yeah, it just you feels know, like
4: say, a, when you say Warner Brothers. It's I like, like saying when you see C O R P. you know, core. Isn't it to make it or C O R P S. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. Core, I think I found stupid.
2: Once I got really good at that, I was like, wow, this is like a new level for me to say core instead of corpse. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah.
4: Well corpse makes sense. I hate that the fact that like why have all these invisible rules to language. You know what I mean? Just the, you put the letters down, I'm going to say them.
2: That's how Suddenly it is. the word woe is being changed in the spelling. Don't even get me started on that. that
4: oh. uh, yeah, I'm not surprised by this. I thought, you know, once uh, uh, Gotham Knight slipped, I just assumed, why would you put Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad out there if you're WB? Like, obviously give people time and obviously pandemic and all that stuff. But I think... You got to start juggling how many superhero games you're putting out from WB that are kind of in the same thing of like the Batman Arkham Universe, which I know Gotham Knights is. I know this one is, but you know you you, you follow, you vibe with what I'm saying here. I'm not saying they're exactly the same, but I think if you're WB, you want to spread that love a bit more.
2: I was kind of really excited about the more recent showing from it uh, that we saw, where it definitely shows it's a much different game. What Gotham Knights is trying to be, oh, it sure. is definitely this sort of more of a. F- a four-player, third-person shooter type game with characters that have these really different, unique abilities. I was a lot more encouraged by the second showing that that we saw from it. Because uh, up until then, it had always been, I'm going to play Gotham Knights. It looks like I'm not really going to care about what Suicide Squad has to say or do. Uh, but that more recent show, and I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of differentiating itself. And it's going to be in a different sort of area of gameplay it's not trying to oh for they're, sure. they're not going to be on the same game on two different spectrums you know
4: for me it's that gotham knights i'm i Gotham knights i can't wait to play because i love those heroes i love backer i love nightwing you know what i mean i love robin i want to i want to get in there i want to i want to be those characters i want to play those with my friends suicide squad i'm i can't wait <sighs> I don't have unbelievable hype for suicide squad. I'm way more hype for Knights. suicide squad. I'm hyped for strictly because it's rock steady. Like I like the suicide squad. Fine. I like Harley. Fine. Like, you know, I enjoy the Harley cartoon more than I enjoyed the movies. It's I'm not stoked about suicide squad. And I know I've already had a, a you know, um, a soapbox about this in the past of like, I want to play games to be Superman, not fight Superman. Right. And of course, you know, uh monolith uh, here's my call. They're making a wonder woman game. That I can't fucking wait for like, I'm glad that there's diversity out there, but like everything I've seen from suicide squad, I go, all right. Like I trust rocksteady. I think they're incredibly talented developers. I want to see what they're making, but I'm not like, I can't uh, wait to
2: do it. Well, people will have to wait until 2023 they for will. suicide squad, the video game. Uh, so for people looking out, uh, looking forward to it, sorry, you're going to have to wait, play hyperlight drifter until then. It's oh, another game that you might have some interest in story. Number Are they similar. Well, you know, Greg, at this, it's a game, right? You're That's true. It. You're
4: using a controller or some or a mouse and keyboard to play. That makes sense.
2: Thank you, thank you, Greg. Number story number eight, nine. I'm not sure. The, we've had some breaking news <laughs> things that have like popped in here, so I've lost count. This uh, comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. A Halo Infinite update on seasonal co-op and forge plans has been delayed. 343 Industries has said it needs additional time before it can publicly announce its future plans for Halo Infinite. The studio has previously intended its published details about upcoming Halo Infinite content, including its seasonal roadmap and launch plans for campaign co-op and forge mode in January. Joseph Staden, head of creative for Halo Infinite, has uh, said providing this information to his fans is his top priority, but that the studio needs longer before it can offer assurances of when content will be ready. In November... I said we'd have a Halo Infinite update on our seasonal roadmap, co-op, and Forge in January, he tweeted. We need more time to finalize our plans, so what we share is something you can rely on. This work is my top priority, and we'll have an update as soon as we can. Halo Infinite has sort of, uh, for me, Greg, we've seen the popularity wane, for sure. We've seen the way the numbers, in terms of like even things like Twitch viewership have, for Definitely sure. skewed back to the normal thing you're used to seeing in Warzone and Apex, uh, where you know for the first several weeks of Halo Infinite's launch, it was up there pretty consistently. Um, I think the most, I think the most hope I have for Halo Infinite are the numbers that we're seeing in the esports world. But again, a lot of this stuff is just kind of Twitch viewership and not indicative of how the game is really performing. What do you think this delay is going to do for multiplayer, Greg? Do you think people are going to continue to fall off of it more? Do you think maybe this will provide a boost when it does come back in a strong form for co-op? I mean,
4: inevitably, whenever it comes back, I'll get a boost. That's just how updates work, I think, on multiplayer games that are seeing an audience to wane off of it. I don't know if it ever becomes a powerhouse, though. You know, and I, this is something that... as I love multiplayer, but I love PvE, right? And so I, I when you guys talk about PvP, I kind of step back because, like... It's a rare game that gets me to go like, oh man, I can't wait to go head to head with lobbies and do all these different things. And so what I've always found interesting watching the build up to this is that, you know, Halo Infinite needed to get new audience members and it needed to bring in the old audience of halo right and i really feel like it did a great job of bringing in the old audience of halo and making it new again and having that moment but i just didn't see how it was going to and again i'm, I'm saying this is uncultured uh, uneducated on it i didn't see how it was going to be able to keep that as an ongoing thing how it would be able to be a war zone a fortnight a destiny in some way and so like here we are on the other side of it and it seems like that's the whole thing and I'll be interested to see, uh, you know, what goes on with the forge mode. Campaign co-op would be interesting, you know, I started uh, Halo Infinite and dropped off really quickly. I think if I if you were going to do it or we were going to do a stream of it, that'd be a lot of fun to go through and do it together and have that fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it'll have
2: another boost, but I don't think it's going to be a powerhouse. It's interesting because when when Halo launched, I think I think a lot of our thoughts are very similar when it comes to different multiplayer games where this is not going to have the stuff uh, this isn't going to have what it takes to stay there long term. But I think there was a period in its initial launch where we kind of said, oh, shit, maybe maybe Halo does have the stuff. Uh, we thought it was going to fall off a lot quicker, like most of the other multiplayer games uh, sure. quickly fall off. And I think it stayed there certainly a lot longer than I mean, I shouldn't say hyperscape. That game just got completely canceled, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> a, a game like knockout city or a game, sure. you know, the multiplayer games that kind of pop up and you come know. and go those weekend games. You're we talking about at the top of PlayStation, right? Exactly. Um, and, but for a while there, I think halo provided the most hope for maybe a new game to get squeezed into that genre of the ones that have, that are always going to be on the top of, of Twitch and YouTube viewership. The games that are going to constantly kind of be at the forefront of the multiplayer conversation, um, I still play Halo, like, every other night at this point. I'm still hopping nice. in. Um, I, I don't hear you
4: talk about it, though.
2: You know what I mean? And granted, I know you're streaming, so it's different.
4: Like, you you run such an interesting uh, content portfolio that I love how you contextualize or compartmentalize what you talk about on a gamescast versus what you're off streaming and stuff like that. I mean, like, I, a
2: lot of time I'm not, even, I'm not even streaming this, Greg. I haven't streamed this in a while. A lot of the times, it's just uh, at night. I'll just hop in solo and just try to get more XP to unlock that new seasonal thing, because right now they're gotcha. still running that cyber cyber Neighbor. shadow. I forget. No, cyber Shadow is a game that came out in January 2022. That was real hard <laughs> or 2021. That was real hard at the end of it. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll see if Halo kind of has the stuff to come back in a strong way. Um It's not looking great so far, but I know the player base is still strong, right? Like I hate when people jump to the dead game sort of thing. Of course, it's not a dead game by any means. Um i think it's just we thought i was going to be able to stick up uh and stand up to the war zones and apexes of the world for sure next story comes from tom ivan at bgc journey skyrim and spider-man developers announce a new studio this is gardens dev gardens is the developer with a logo made by cory schmitz one of my favorite uh graphic designers in the industry yeah why do
4: we know why do i know that name
2: Corey Schmitz, uh, he works for PlayStation. He does a lot of logos for PlayStation. Gotcha. We've talked about his logo work on a lot of different shows. I always bring him up because I've been following the dude forever on, on social media because I've just always been a fan of his, sure. his work in design. Uh, a group of designers whose credits include Journey, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Sky, Children of the Light, have formed a new studio called Gardens, functioning as a, as a fully remote studio but based primarily in Portland and Los Angeles. Gardens was co-founded by president and creative director, Chris Bell, technical director, Lexi Dostal, and narrative director, Steven Bell. Its goal is to create online games that foster meaningful multiplayer interactions and encourage players to be considerate of each other and the world around them. That sounds lovely as hell. I love that a lot. Likewise, the studio aims to offer a healthy experience for its employees, promising to put transparency, health, and an inclusive work environment first with equitable pay, mentorship, and a continued commitment to diversify the voices within. The Wider Gardens team... It includes executive producer Sarah Sands from Fulbright, lead artist Ryan Benno, Ooh, Spider-Man Ratchet and Clank. I've been following Ryan a long time as well. Principal engineer Rose, people? back when I was in game dev, and I would just oh. like follow uh, different like, people that were just senior artists or art directors, stuff like that. That, that was me trying to mingle Greg into the industry. Yeah, gotcha. my feelers, you know what I mean? Get, yeah. You get those tentacles out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wrapping really gross leg, stuff. Go up and up and up. Nope, no, nope, no, don't want that. Principal Engineer Rosedale from Skyrim and Fallout 4. Senior Engineer Roldan Melkon, who uh, worked on Blazeball and Where Cards Fall. Gameplay Engineer Tanya, Be- Tanya Bell- Beglari, who worked on Monster Hunter World, Iceborne. And Art Director Leighton Milne, who worked on Ashen and The Hobbit. Funny story, Greg, whenever I would see the word Blazeball written out, uh-huh. it's obviously Blazeball yeah I would always read it as blase Ball
1: oh okay, sure I, I don't see I, and I don't know it was just it was just a
2: stupid thing in my brain. I would always do that, but this studio sounds like the ideal place to work. And it sounds lovely. <laughs> and I might I might apply, Greg. I don't know why. Like, I nope, have no nope, interest. Andy, don't do that. That doesn't yeah, sound I just don't really have interest working there. But it sounds just really nice. Like, they I mean, it's one of those things really nice where it's, it's functioning
4: as a fully remote studio. So if you could just do that job and your job here, that'd be great, I guess. Oh, yeah. That would yeah. be really, really cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. I could barely day day do my day day. job
2: here, though. Let's be honest, though. Yeah, fair be honest.
4: Ah, uh, This studio sounds great. You know what I mean? I think even looking at just the logo there for gardens, I'm like, yeah, this is a Greg Miller-ass studio. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is some shit that I'm going to want to play for sure. Journey, What Remains of Eden's Finch, Sky, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, and you start reading through it. You're like, yeah, Fulbright. Okay, so Gone Home, one of my favorite games of all time. You're Spider-Man, gonna... all right, one of the best superhero games of all time. Ratchet and Clank, great game. Skyrim, Fallout 4, Where Cards. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is going to be a team that I'm going to be interested to see what they come up with.
2: Multiplayer experiences, though, which is pretty interesting. Like, I'm envisioning Battle Royale. You're all childrens of divorce <laughs> with really tough... Uh, like, parent backgrounds, right? You're all landing, and you're all kind of just connecting with each other and figuring huh. out, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah, all sort of, like, meaningful sure. stuff in life, you know? I would think um, more like a journey, right? Like, just journey. Uh, like, you know, very peaceful and calm. You're That third-person shooter, maybe. Uh, story number 12. I'll say 14 at this point. This one was really exciting for me yesterday. This is, a, and for a lot of the internet, Yacht Club's mega announcement was Mina the Hollower. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Uh, if you all don't know, yesterday, uh, Yacht Club had a special sort of event with G4 yesterday where they revealed their brand new project that has nothing to do with Hollow Knight. And it's very, very exciting. Uh, the developer of Shovel Knight has announced a brand new game called of the Hollower, a top down action adventure in a Game Boy Color style. At its Yacht Club Games Presents event, the developer launched a Kickstarter campaign to help fund the new project, promising a bone chilling action adventure with an 8-bit aesthetic redefined for the modern era. The studio's release of Shovel Knight in 2014, again, eight years ago, Greg, <laughs> eight damn years ago. For me and Greg, Shovel Knight always kind of marks the beginning of a certain era of indie game for me. Um... And I can't believe that that was almost a decade ago. That really, really hurts. And it hurtled
4: did so much with this game.
2: Exactly. So many different spinoffs. Uh, it hurtled it in the mainstream success and spawned several spinoffs, but it hasn't revealed a new franchise until today, which was yesterday. Yacht Club has pu- uh, published non-Shovel Knight games, but never developed one itself. Meat of the Hollower will, like Shovel Knight before it, combine classic and modern styles and will feature 60 frames per second combat in a world of mystery and horror. Yacht Club, games director and designer, Alec Faulkner said the studio was returning to Kickstarter to recreate the feeling of Shovel Knight's development, which is also funded through the crowdfunding service. We want your feedback, collaboration, and support in making Mean of the Hollower the best game it can possibly be, he said. That's why we're returning to our roots and kicking off Mean of the Hollower's development as a Kickstarter campaign. Though we're financing a majority of this project ourselves, we hope we can create a more expansive game this way. More importantly, we want to build a community around Kickstarter, much like, we, much like we did with Shovel Knight. Mean to the Hollower has already met its initial Kickstarter goal just hours after the campaign launched. At its time of writing, the game has accrued more than $419,000 uh, USD, comfortably Woo. passing its original goal of 3000 Three hundred thousand, three hundred and eleven thousand dollars. I was trying to make a three eleven joke right there, Greg. I just didn't.
4: Quite work out. This game looks
2: absolutely incredible. This is This is um, your jam, right? Yeah, for sure. This is absolutely my jam. I am a massive fan of Link's Awakening and when the remake came out, I devoured that over a weekend. Um they Yacht Club just understands style and art direction and music and this is something that i'm just super into combining a lot of really cool um mechanics from games of you know the, the 90s of your. that's the word i was gonna say but i was like is that the right word to use right now any i don't know greg
4: uh
2: this looks absolutely adorable and yeah they they're absolutely crushing it with whatever their direction is greg is this something that you look uh to play in the future no no,
4: I you know it's one of those where I uh, obviously know how talented Yacht Club is, but they just make games that aren't Craig Miller games. Where I, I look at this and I'm like totally cool, and I understand why people love the retro
2: stuff. But even Shovel Knight, I just couldn't get into. Oh like I just,
4: I, it's just not my jam.
2: Shovel Knight's a game that like made me tear up with excitement at the end. Um, the, the final moment of being like, oh my gosh, like I'm tearing up at a at an 8 bit platform. <laughs> <laughs> this is very bizarre. So I'm very excited for me to the Hollower. Um, they are totally nailing that sort of top-down Zelda aesthetic. So shout-out to Yacht Club. Congrats to them for beating that Kickstarter goal. Um, we have one more story that we'll just just—I'll quickly read. Team17 is not doing NFTs anymore. Team17 is today announcing an end to the Metaworms NFT project. We've listened to our Teamsters development partners and our games communities and the concerns they've expressed and have therefore taken the decision to step back from the NFT space i greg assumed this will be the first of many other studios to kind of
4: oh this is far from the first this is just the latest in the hey we're yeah. hey everybody we're doing nfts we hate nfts hey we're not doing nfts sorry misread the room everybody everybody get get on the same page we fucking hate nfts nobody wants them go away don't try to put them in your games even if you think you've solved it even if you think you have the idea don't do it we had a whole thing about this yesterday because all of team Seventeen's like you know, aggro crab, uh they came out and they're like, fuck this, this sucks and we hate it and we won't work with them again. And then for, un, you know, Unprovoked, the fucking Overcooked devs came out like, we're never doing NFTs, fuck NFTs. It's like people are now to the point where if not only are they not, not only are they not going to do NFTs, they're going to be very vocal about not doing them just to make sure that there's a, a counter argument out there, I guess, other than the people who are announcing they're doing NFTs and then immediately backing off.
2: Man, it's making my prediction look at worse and worse, Greg. I went full into thinking Sony was going to do it, and then eventually back off. But I don't even know if we'll get to that point, dude. Which is encouraging.
4: See, did you see yesterday? This didn't make the rundown here, but even EA backed off. EA wow the most evil company backed off jason schreier tweets uh from yesterday's uh, ea conference call or whatever right incidentally three months after saying nfts are quote the future of our industry ea ceo andrew wilson just said on an earnings call that they're not something the company is currently quote driving on definitely them reading the tea leaves of like you know what uh everybody hates this more than they hated loot box we better back off we better get out of this
2: hell yeah that's pretty does this mean nfts are dead of course not
4: I saw Evolve PR today, a video game PR company put out. a. Let me try to pull this up because it was like, and that's not the way I would have taken it if I was putting out a public statement about it. Evolve PR, right? This is the tweet they put up today. PR pro tip. If you're a game studio preparing to announce your NFT or blockchain project, just take a moment, breathe, realize you will experience significant blowback. It's going to happen. Are you prepared to push through it? If not, don't announce it. Consider other strategies is there a market for nfts yes is it the general gaming audience nope you'll need to find alternative ways to talk about it if you're not prepared to deal with the blowback what a or just don't do it or just don't do it like i feel like you're that's like like you know did you murder someone yes are you prepared for the blowback no hide the murder hide the hide the weapon a lot of people not into that
2: say you relieved them of their life rather than you killed them (laughs) yeah do you want to burn down this rainforest yes okay well you know there's a lot of steps you're gonna have to take to kind of deal with the backlash from that uh this is kind of encouraging though greg like you know but i hope that we continue to see more and more developers maybe not even get to this point maybe we hear more and more stories about yeah it was something we were thinking about and then we kind of we kind of just read the room and said uh maybe not You know, I think that's a a good thing overall for the industry, Greg.
4: Yeah, we'll see how it keeps going. Obviously, this seemed to be uh, inevitable. It seemed the way everybody's pushing for it. And now there's been a lot of blowback to it. So can gaming stop it? We'll see. Of course, the rest of the world cannot. (laughs) We were talking about this yesterday. McDonald's, the U.S. Postal Service, the list goes up, sports everywhere. NFTs out the ass, so.
2: I can't wait for a future where NFTs are no longer something we have to deal with or talk about, but that seems so far away, Greg. If I want to know the upcoming games list, something, something, where would I go? I kind of well, I say that part? I don't, don't worry know. about it.
4: You go to the official yeah. list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday.
1: Yeah!
3: Out today,
2: the sealed ampule on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. The Waylanders, PC. Webbed Xbox One and Switch. Oh, inv- invert on Switch. <laughs> this n- this next one's gotta be some. Yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah Bebis too. <laughs> Uh, Bebis spelled B-E-E-B-I-S-S. Yeah, yeah, Bebis 2 on Switch. The Dead Tree of Racknuna. Now, no, Kevin, but- this would have been a part to put, like, fake games that I would have just read. Because it, it, I definitely would have just believed that they existed. Yeah, but, like, that's not Kevin, the point time, of it. The, next the time point is put Banana in here.
3: <laughs> yeah, the, but the, the point is, though, because then you'll be like, oh, a game named Banana. The point is to slip the word somewhere gotcha. where it doesn't belong. Gotcha. With <laughs> just Banana and a period. You should have and done just have like, you be like banana and hopefully not even not
2: even notice it. We'll
3: get there. We'll find banana someone.
2: two on banana. That's what you should have <laughs> <said>. <laughs> yeah. New dates. This is for new release dates or change dates. Puzzle Quest three will launch on March first, twenty twenty two, and be a free to play on Steam App Store and Google Play stores worldwide. Cannot
4: uh, fucking wait, Andy. Love Puzzle Quest. Really, I didn't know that about Do you. Do you remember Puzzle Quest? Were you? Puzzle Quest is like a definitive. I just started an IGN game for me when that one huh. dropped. I remember when Roper went on paternity leave, and I, he came back, and I, he's like, you can play Puzzle Quest one-handed, so I was fine, because it was on Xbox 360 at the time.
2: Interesting, interesting. Um, remember, everybody, you can write into dot com slash you're wrong to let us know what we got wrong in this show. Um, there's a... Uh, a host note that says there's a new movement trying to trick you with breaking news here ignore it only bring up corrections to things you said here okay thank you thank you for that i'm assuming blessing wrote that in. i appreciate that
4: oh no jesus no that you it's funny no i wrote that in in like 2019 oh really wow forever ago yeah there was like a week where somebody was like i'm gonna put breaking news in here and really try to get them That's something Uh, I put
2: in for like Andrea and like uh, Gary, I think. I guess I've never looked at that section of it. I just, I read the thing that I got to read and I just kind of move on. Sure. Uh, Nanobiologist writes in that destiny originally leaked February 2011 as world of Warcraft in space. I remember it leaking and hearing that it was destiny's or it was a Bungie star Wars that like, Mm. that's what they were going to, that's what they were going for. And I was like, wow, that sounds incredible. Um, yojimo talks about a 10-year plan it was a 10-year agreement with activision um 10-year plan it's a 10-year partnership agreement it has nothing to do with development of the game pro uh, proper nanobiologist also writes in andy you're talking about the maelstrom protocol instead of three areas you go to nine areas that's for rainbow six extraction that's kind of like their raid ish more of the more challenging thing. We Nano, did, you, a...
4: did you get all the trophy? The uh, Nano wrote in for a squad up this week, maybe last.
2: He was trying to get all the achievements. Did that happened, Nano. I'm looking at the chat. Let me know. We hopped into one of their limited game modes this weekend, where like the enemies were super spongy, and it's kind of like, all right, there's no stealth here. These enemies are in this room. <laughs> Kill them, try not to die. It was a fun time. We had some random with us who was just. On it, Greg. This guy was doing like the the, the countdown in the in the text communication wheel. Nice. Like the it would say like the character <laughs> says three, two. What we'd all awesome. into it was me and Mike just like we were laughing so much. What a great time! Um, Game he- games are great
4: like that. When you have Gabe Hewitts
2: talked about the GameSpot uh, review that you were mentioning, Greg. Uh, that Mark Delaney is writing the review in ah, progress thank for you. Dying Light. Thank you too. very much. Um, nanobiologist also says didn't. That show note come from Gary and Jared hosting when someone said Persona 5 was announced for Switch. It was a week where people were given... A, it's, it's a, a good memory show. you got there, man. I would have never remembered something like that. Very, very impressive. Tomorrow's hosts are Thursday, Greg and Tim. Uh, and Friday, Greg and Mary to the Games' Gabe Patillo is coming back. What's it? What you got there, Greg?
4: Ghostbusters Ultimate Collection. Oh, wow. About that, you, do, you open up and look at there. The look island.
3: how cute it is! Oh,
4: very, very, oh that's look, very cute. Look, look, that's... It, hold on, look at this. Oh, it's upside down.
2: Oh, oh down. wow! Oh, Can you put trap. the movies back in? Does does the yeah. light leak out in any way? Any oh, cool? I see what you mean. I don't think so. Oh, oh yeah, does no,
3: like It does? Well, when it's open, yeah. When no, what I mean, like
2: when when all the yeah. movies are in there, I think it would have been cool. If, like the lights still leaking out, and then Kevin get a little fog machine and have like the smoke oh, kind of yeah. popping out. It would look <laughs> really cool. If you're watching <laughs> live on Twitch after this, Greg and Mike are playing Dying Light Two. If you want to catch that stream later, subscribe to YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Plays. That's where we put it, all of our gaming content from twitch remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time greg rock on and rock rock on and keep on rocking what are you gonna say you gonna say something about a cock there (laughs) (laughs) you don't know what are you gonna do